Well, hello, Eastlake people. This is Kristen, and I'm here with Peter. Hey, everybody. And uh, we are going to be talking today about summer and the, <laughs> the rituals surrounding <laughs> summer for us and maybe for you. And yeah, I'm just feeling I'm feeling ready for summer. Maybe not this recording, but I'm feeling <laughs> ready for summer. I think there's just something about it where you just reach a point where you're like, I'm done. I'm there. I'm ready for it. I'm done <laughs> with spring. I've reached that point. Um, I thought it would be fun to start with just, I wanted to ask you, Peter, to share either like um your one of your favorite memories of summer, either for you or currently for your family, like a tradition or a ritual or something that makes you think of summer. Yeah. I feel like I, I love the question. I love summer. I'm like so excited to talk about this season. <laughs> I feel like and rituals regarding this season because I just want to like make the most of this uh, of this season of the year. Um, and I love for those of you that are listening. Um, we're, I think there's some ideas that I'm going to share at least from Sasha Sagan's book. We've been going through this book, and she had some great thoughts related to summer. And so it's just going to be so fantastic to have this discussion. Um, I have a lot of memories of summer, and then. I also have some memories that we're, we're having with our kids right now that are fun. It feels like most of my childhood memories are in summer, right? I was like reflecting on like, what are your favorite memories? And like, I have a few Christmas ones, but like I couldn't even pick just one favorite summer memory. Like we had a pool. So like a lot of my childhood, I'm the sixth of seven kids, right? So like, it's just fun to be in the pool with your older siblings and everybody's out of school. So it just felt like this chaotic party basically at all times in summer rollerblading with my little sister <laughs> um the mighty duck i'm the i'm a child of the mighty ducks era so we have we're all about rollerblading and, and knuckle pucks and all the things and we'd rollerblade down to mcdonald's because we're a really classy family or we'd go to 7-eleven and my <laughs> older brothers who had jobs and they had so much money they'd buy me this you know a, a 44 ounce of mountain dew or dr pepper or whatever and my parents were like appalled at how much soda i was drinking when they found out that how much how much did he buy you you're like a nine-year-old and you just drink 44 ounces of that that's so gross i know it's crazy um it's amazing i have teeth um but though like my childhood it feels like a lot of my favorite memories were in the season of summer um and now i was thinking about just ones that we are doing now as a family um, one of my like older, I mean, adult memories of summer was going and seeing Coldplay at the Gorge, like going and like, like just seeing this beautiful landscape, the sun setting and then watching an amazing show. And then like, that's one of my favorite memories in my twenties with Brittany. We went and we talked about, we've been to a bunch of concerts. I've been to Coldplay a lot <laughs> and that's our, still our favorite, right? Just like the epic views that can take place when the sun doesn't go down till nine 30 and you're just like not feeling stressed and not thinking about your schedule and you're just in the present. And then it's fun because Brittany just took Tess on a little mom date and they went to the gorge uh, just a couple of days ago, right. To like celebrate school was getting out. And this is the first time Tess had seen the gorge and seen this sunset. And she's like, thank you for taking me. It's so beautiful. So anyway, those are some summer memories that come to my brain as being really significant. I'm curious for you. Um, that's so fun that Brittany and Tess went to the gorge. Yeah, it's amazing. Tess is so I, old. I know she's eleven, and I'm I was like, thinking about like going to the gorge. She's been to Coldplay. 
at Climate Pledge. She's been to the gorge to see Brandon Carlisle. I'm like, your child is so much cooler than mine. Like, I, my first my first concert was like at a church, and like it was like Michael a mediocre w. local band. Exactly. <laughs> DC Talk or Michael W. Smith? I, think was I wish it wasn't even that cool. Um, I so when I think about summer, my family, I grew up my extended family shares property over on the peninsula, which you've been to. And so my whole childhood, I spent summers there with cousins. It's shared with six families. And so it was just like surrounded by cousins. It was like a literal free for all. Like my, we had to eat breakfast and then we didn't like see our parents for the rest of the day. See you later. <laughs> totally. There's pictures now I can look back. There's pictures of all the moms in like lawn chairs on the beach with like diet coke <laughs> and I'm like i really understand that picture now of all the moms just being like finally i can just sit Pretty, and the kids yeah. all like take care of themselves well not take care of themselves but entertain them kind of they certainly do right like there's, mean, it's easier in some ways to have them all together yeah um but there was it's a beach and it's a yeah. rocky shell beach and so my whole childhood summers were spent there yeah. um and then, you know, so I get to take my kids there now. And I just, the happiest I ever am is when I'm sitting on that beach and my kids are looking for beach glass and showing me shells and looking for crabs and showing me all the things that they find. And I think um, it's significant to me that they're doing the same things I did as mm -hmm. a kid. Um so that's what I think about when I think about summer is being there. Um, I think as a kid, we felt such freedom there. It was like a safe yeah. place. There wasn't really anywhere to go except like on our property. And so there was so much freedom to just do what yeah. we wanted to do and play what we wanted to play within, you know, the safe place of the property Totally, um, And I think for me, that's what I think about with summer. And it feels that way to me as an adult too. Like I am looking forward to some freedom. What feels mm. like freedom, freedom from a schedule and sports activities and making school lunches by eight fifteen and getting out the door at a certain time and all the, the things that kind of symbolize the rest of the year seem to kind mm -hmm. of suspend and that doesn't mean that it's not other work or that it's not hard mm -hmm. in different ways but i'm thankful for the different ways for the shift yeah that came up for me too as i was reflecting on like what what is so meaningful about summer it's like this i wrote down like an, an adventure but in a, in a kind of a contained environment like there is more freedom too and i was even thinking about like going across busier roads with my little sister it's like 10 and 8 year old i'm not sure my kids would ever do that now um but like the freedom that we had in our childhood to rollerblade around the neighborhood or to like you said go to the beach um and be with cousins and like it's it's freedom but it's also a little bit contained um and it feels like summer is like this place where people are certainly more open to adventure and want adventure i want more adventure in the summer i want to get out of the routine and the, the rigidity um yeah of the structure and even if you think about like, like it's certainly in the Seattle area, right? Like the container of your home is so strong because of the weather, right? So like feeling like 
you don't need to like look at the app to be like, is today a good day? In general, you can, I mean, sometimes it isn't, but in general, you can just <laughs> plan on it being a good day in the summer, right? Like we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, I think too, and when I was thinking about this discussion, I was thinking about how the, the metaphor of summer can be kind of extracted and talked about um, for any time of year. Um, for any part of your, you know, human experience, summer can also be a metaphor, but I think we're talking about more <laughs> literal, literal, <laughs> literal summer. But in just thinking about this, there's a time for um, working really hard and toiling and hunkering down and all of those things, grinding that are, it out, grinding yeah. it out. <laughs> and then there's a time for play and relative rest and harvest harvesting mm -hmm. the work that you did and so i think for some people if you're listening to this and this is you don't have like a summer vacation <laughs> like you still have to get yeah. up and go to work um but maybe there's a context that you hear this and just thinking about your life in general of like there there should be some seasons there should be seasons um, that change and shift and we want to recognize that. And I think that's what rituals do is they mark shifts from one thing to the next or a change in mm -hmm. seasons and that that can be literal um, or, you know, metaphorical. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a helpful way to kind of frame the importance of summer. If summer is representative of a chapter or season where there's more freedom, um, more adventure or trying something new uh maybe is an example of an adventure um certainly it seems like a more relational time too like it's mm -hmm. a reminder of like the value of connect like it's like a, you don't need excuses to get together in the summer it's like ongoing hangouts people are outside people are at the park people are doing barbecues neighbors mm -hmm. are inviting where in the winter you have to be like we're doing a party here's three weeks notice and you know like <laughs> you have to fit it into all the schedule and all the sports or all the routine of work or all the whatever mm -hmm. right um but I do think summer viewing viewing ritual uh, and the, the season of summer, not just as you know. Let's talk about the sun. Let's talk about barbecues. But how does it impact our our spiritual life too? I think is is valuable to recognize. We need both. Mm -hmm. One of my questions for you, I was curious. Like, would you consider yourself in general like a four seasons person, or like <laughs> you like all the seasons, or would you say you're a summer person? Like, I just like the summer, like the point of the year is to get to summer. Cause that's how I frame myself. It's like <laughs> the point of all the other seasons is to get to summer. And I was thinking I'll, I'll share and then I'll, I want your take. But then I was thinking like, is the reason why summer is so awesome is because it, you don't have it all year long, right? Like the reason why Christmas is meaningful is because it's not 365 Christmas, right? Like it'd be kind yeah. of like not a tradition. Um, and I was thinking of Brittany, my wife, she really enjoys the, the changing of the seasons and like most aspects of most of the seasons where I would like so whenever I'm like let's just get to somewhere sunny and live there forever she's like that would be boring and I've heard stories of people like I live in Florida and like the sun's boring and I need to like I need to change of scene right so I'm kind of curious how you how you see yourself um I think I used to really love and find so much value in all the different seasons and I still do I think having school-aged kids um has mm -hmm. put me in a different mindset and I just really crave summer 
<laughs> even last yeah. fall when everybody was like, oh my gosh, teachers, take my kids. I was like, no, <laughs> not ready. I was not ready. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe check in with me the last week of August and I'll tell you if it's different now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're craving it now. But I really, right now, and maybe it's because my kids are still young and they still like being with me that I find that like really valuable. I'm really looking forward to time, downtime. Yeah. Just really, um, I think the busyness affects me more now. Mm. It affects my mental health and stability. Um, feeling like flustered and always needing to be somewhere is hard. Um, so I'm, I think I look forward to summer. I'm more of a summer person now yeah. than I ever have been because of a lot of yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Well, asking you mid June, are you like a summer person? Probably is the wrong timing too. I think it, <laughs> I think, uh, like you said, we might revisit in September and be like, I'm ready for fall. Cause I, I've said that too. Um, I was revisiting the chapter from Sasha Sagan and one of the quotes that she mentioned that she wrote that I really liked. She said that feeling of sunshine is a true mood enhancer. The ultraviolet radiation we get from the sun releases endorphins in our brains. It's a real chemical reaction, a scientific connection between our bodies and the closest star. And I do think, I guess I was kind of thinking like what parts of summer do we need to like recognize the beauty of and can we carry any of those into the other seasons? Um, not because like, I don't think the point of all the seasons is like, I need to suffer through everything to get to summer. Right. I was, but I did think, okay, like just how, how the human works is you like the sun will make your mood better. Like yeah. scientifically, that is a fact. And so if you aren't consistently even getting out, I mean, and the sun can also go through clouds, by the way, um, right. You can get some of those rays by four sunscreen when, when it's a cloudy day. But I do think just recognizing how, like, partly why we like summer, I think, is that it's a scientific, biological, chemical reaction to mm -hmm. the star, which is just crazy to kind of view humans as plants. But, I mean, if you go back to the mental health, right, we're complicated houseplants. We need <laughs> sunshine. Humans need sunshine. Like, we have a pet lizard. That lizard <laughs> needs certain level of I thought of it rain. died. No, we'll talk about that offline, Katie. This <laughs> lizard is doing great. We've had family pets that haven't made it, but the this bunny? lizard is healthy. Yeah, it was a bunny. Sorry, tangent. Uh, we're way better at managing a lizard than a bunny. Like I think that's kind of the level of the yeah. But we have a lizard brain, right? I'm bringing that up as an example. It's like lizards need to be in the sun, and they want mm -hmm. to be in the sun, and I mean, humans need it too. Which I just think is like, I think sometimes that's so simple, but. Like you need to remember mm -hmm. them. Like you need to like find a way to get out from your screens, get out from your home and get some UV rays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about um, like one of the things she talks about often in the book is just our ancestors and what some of these rituals, why they were meaningful and have been meaningful for hundreds of years. And I was thinking about how like, winter is like the hard work of surviving mm. and spring is the hard work of planting and trying to get like everything going again and fall is this hard work of like preparing for winter and summer though not easy for like our for our ancestors but um, I was reading an article and 
they said, it said, um, our ancestors rested and enjoyed relative ease. Mm. Yeah. Um, and how you, summer is like when the garden that you planted starts to provide. And I was, I, last night it was like late and dark and Andy came in from outside and I was sitting on the couch and he reached over and handed me Peter, I thought of you immediately. He handed me our first strawberries from our yes, first strawberry. We've talked about the first strawberry so many um, of these discussions, I feel like. And like, we have strawberries. And I was so excited. And yes, you have to harvest what you planted, and that is work. But there is this kind of idea of like the lazy days of summer. Um, which is time to rest and yeah. enjoy the work that you have done yeah. for the last year. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I I think America, I mean, I was thinking about in my job, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in corporate America and like July is slow, right? And <laughs> certainly when it comes to my metrics, like you're just hopeful to survive July from a job perspective because like, nobody's buying and it's a great time to go on vacation right it's a great time to like be gone because even if you're there and you work your tail off there's probably not going to be a big reward um i was in in my current job a couple years back we were working with a client in poland and they're like well we have to get this signed by you know july 26 because nobody's working in august and i'm like oh nobody in in your department he's like nobody in the country <laughs> August <laughs> is off in Poland. I'm like, what? Amazing. How Let's do you structure there. your country? The entire country doesn't work an entire month. And I was like, ooh, that's something to learn. Um, but that's that's how summer works, right? At least in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, our, version, our summer feels like this, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's something beautiful about that. And we kind of have to embrace that. I think if you're trying to work against that and make summer the most productive season of your life, like yeah. it feels like kind of a wasted it Energy. just generally feels like that's not what it's for. Yeah. Um, another thing I read was about summer being the season that contains the utmost bounty, abundance, and beauty. Nice. And I loved that. And I feel like um, if we can spend part of our time recognizing like abundance and the beauty that is in our life. I feel like that would be um, a great use of our summer, a great use of our summertime and our mental kind of effort of just much, so much of us is just so much of life, at least for me, feels like draining and there's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough energy. There's not enough money. There's not enough daylight. There's not enough, any of this. And, uh, I just think the reminder of like bounty and abundance and we live in so much of it is a good reminder in the summertime. Yeah. I think summer summer makes it easier to live in that space, right? There's a lot of natural, um, right? Like the gorge is beautiful, right? Like the example (laughs) I mentioned earlier, right? It's easy to like see that, observe that. Whereas when it's dark at four, it's a little bit harder sometimes to see the natural beauties um, that you should be noticing. Um, but I think that's just such a great reminder because I think there's there's physical, you know, gratitude for like 
for good weather or gratitude for a, a certain season that you prefer, but to be able to embrace that as like a value during the season too, in other ways, you know, being grateful for abundance of relationship or mm-hmm. maybe in your, you're in a season where you're not feeling money stressed and you have been in, in, like, I know I've been in seasons where I do feel money stressed or don't feel money stressed. Like to have gratitude for, okay, I have some abundance right now in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great reminder that summer can hopefully elevate for us. Yeah. Because you've worked really hard in the yeah. other seasons, you know? Yeah. 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 That's good. I was thinking about, maybe this isn't even the point, but I was thinking like, can we like, how can we make summer all year long? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wasn't meaning the actual temperature or the, or the sun or the weather, but I was like, what are some of the things that feel really easy or natural in summer that we could be intentional about kind of facilitating regularly? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking one, it feels um, pretty natural to be outside mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, it's like the, it's very common, right? Like the natural habit of going outside. People are looking to get outside, sneak out of work early, right? Go get in the sun. All that happens in the summer. And so I was like, how can I be intentional about building that into my routine, even when it's not the most perfect of weather that makes mm-hmm. it really natural? Um, and part of being outside is being active. So like the idea of like people paddleboard and longboard and, you know, do all the things, right? Ride bikes and swim and lakes and all that stuff. And like remembering that that is an, an only for summer activity and like speaking mm-hmm. of things that like change our brain, not just sunshine, but exercise. Like how can I move my body every season of the year? Because it's so easy to do that in summer, right? People hike mountains mm-hmm. and they're like, right. We Netflix all winter. How do, how do I like, maybe I don't have to hike a mountain, but maybe I can go for a walk in the winter, you know? Um, and then the last one was just like, how do I uh, ultimately summer is less regimented and scheduled. Like you mentioned, like it's mm-hmm. a season where, you're naturally spontaneous and so I was like can I build some spontaneity like not over schedule my every other season so that I have a day where it can be spontaneous because mm. I can easily book up my entire every day um, so I was thinking about okay how can I get maybe a bit more intentional about leaving a day of for spontaneity and like rest and routine that's even kind of what the purpose of Sunday or the Sabbath mm-hmm. was that's an ongoing thing but um I think in our space, it's a little bit less natural. You can book up your days pretty easily without that routine. So anyways, those are some thoughts. I was like, how can I trick myself into feeling like it's summer all year long? <laughs> <laughs> hey, East Lake, Peter here. Thanks so much for tuning in to watch this message. I wanted to do just a quick interruption to say thank you to so many of you who are making regular contributions to Eastlake. Eastlake is a nonprofit and everything that we do is because of a community of consistent and generous people who really believe in this place and want to see it continue. So uh, if you're a part of that community, thank you for how you make this place go. If you are tuning in regularly and are part of this community, but you haven't yet um, jumped in to making a financial contribution, we would encourage you to do that and encourage you to go to eastlakecc.com to help support Eastlake as a community and continue to make these messages possible. Thanks so much for uh, letting me interrupt your message. Let's jump back in. I think another aspect of that is play. We did some reading this week about just the benefits of play and um I think partially I have, like I said, I have young kids who love to play, (laughs) imaginatory play, um, 
sports play. It's just mom, we play this, we play that, we play this. And sometimes it's really draining. Um, but there's so many benefits to, for adults. There's so many benefits, obviously for kids. It's very natural for kids. Like that's just what they do. We say, go play. Um, mm -hmm. But if like, if I were to say, Peter, go play. Would you even like know what yeah. to do? Like if I said you right. have, you have 45 minutes until dinner, go play. What would you do? 45 minutes? Yeah. You can't go wow. golfing. No, you can't go golfing. What would you do? But I could practice my golf swing. I could chip, <laughs> chip around and putt. Um, that's a good question. Like, what would I pick? Yeah. For me, would you, yeah, I think you're, you're just highlighting, like, it's not as natural as adults, right? As kids, they'd have a long list, right, of things. Yeah. And I'd have to, I'd have to get out of my, like, well, I could use that 45 minutes to be productive. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, no. Go play, Peter. What are you going to do? Right now I'd swim <laughs> or I would be putting around golfing, doing something with a golf club right now. Those are, those are the hobbies that I currently have. I think it's interesting. I was, like I said, I was reading that for adults play, um, it helps relieve stress. Mm -hmm. It triggers the release of endorphins. Um, so it promotes like an overall sense of well-being. Um, it improves brain function. So especially obviously doing like chess or Sudoku or puzzles or things like that. But mm -hmm. it says the social interaction of playing with family and friends can ward off stress and depression. Um, it. it stimulates the mind and boosts creativity. And that's the same thing with, I think, adults. Um, creativity and imagination come naturally to some, but maybe not to others. And we kind of lose it as we grow older and get more focused on things. And so hmm. um, the ability to be creative and have time for that is important. Um, it says in playing improves relationships and your connection to others. Um, developing a playful nature can help you loosen up in stressful situations. <laughs> um, it also says- Do they give any tips on how to develop a playful- personality well probably you have to start by playing yeah well yeah. it says um i'll read this here it says play is one of the most effective tools for keeping relationships fresh and exciting um playing together brings joy vitality and resilience to relationships it also can heal resentments disagreements and hurts through regular play we learn to trust one another and feel safe um awesome. and i remember someone saying this like the importance of like playing in a marriage of like doing mm -hmm. things together. Um, and I don't think like, I'm not very good at that. It's not like our first, you know, yeah. when we have time together, we're not like, let's go throw a Frisbee. <laughs> but in the summer we are more like we, yeah. um, my son's been like, let's play family soccer. And it's of mm -hmm. course like it ends in tears. Somebody is upset about something, but like for a little while, can't believe Andy took out Hallie like that. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh! But like we laugh and we have fun. The four of us just yeah. like playing soccer in our yard, um, and I think there's a side to that too about just laughter and interaction. And Andy has yeah. figured out that if like we're arguing and he wants it to be over, all he has to do is make me laugh. And I get like frustrated <laughs> with that because that it, works. that it works. Yeah. Like this yeah. is not over, 
but um if he can be playful with like switching the energy of um making me laugh because making me laugh reminds me that like i like you you're yep. fun to be with and it yep. diffuses kind of some of that negative energy too um i think that's huge i was thinking about that yeah in summer bringing up like tennis yeah um and we used to not like, or we played like early in our marriage, we played games and that didn't go very well at the beginning. Cause then was we like don't, competing. We don't do games. <laughs> yeah. We had but, like, like a fight getting... about a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, totally. But like, how, like, as we've been married longer, we've I think gotten better at like, I, that's uh, probably me, um, but learning to play without as much competition. Right. Yeah. So like, can we keep a rally going in tennis as opposed mm-hmm. to, can I hit a winner? <laughs> yeah or like i can lose to you in ping pong and that doesn't mean that like i'm inherently worse human or yeah. like because like i know there's going to be another game like there'll be another time to play too and i think that's even what we're trying to teach our kids like because we can get really competitive and mm-hmm. kid games like how do we like one of my younger sons like really competitive and it feels like <laughs> life is over right like this is the last mm-hmm. game we'll ever play basketball i lost and i'm no longer have a chance at any more NBA championships. My career is over. I have to retire. <laughs> I was like, bud, like, let's play again. Like, let's do it again. Let's try again. And so I just love, um, I love that idea for parents. I love that idea for partnerships. Um, I mean, even in a work setting, I think you need to have a connection points that aren't just logistical and productive. There's stuff about that in this article too. I'll send it to you after. Yeah, I like that. Um. One of the things that says too at the front, which made me pause, it says there doesn't need to be any point to the activity beyond having fun and enjoying yourself. And yeah. I was thinking about that term, like enjoying yourself. And uh, well, I was first of all, I was like, do I know what it feels like to enjoy myself? And I was like, is that something I do? Like, mm. is it doing something like playing tennis? Does that make, make me enjoy myself? Um, but I thought too, like there's a deeper part of that too, about like, do I actually enjoy who I am? And do I know what makes me happy? Yeah. And I guess I'm asking, I want to know your thoughts on that. Like, do you feel like you enjoy who you are and know what makes you happy? <laughs> Depends on the day of the week, I'd <laughs> say. Um, I certainly think that that, like, it's kind of the, the work of, like, life, right? To get to the point where you're not so self-critical mm-hmm. um, and so egotistical. What I mean by that, like, egotistical would be, like, I have to put all of my needs in front of everything. Like, like it's all, it's so, it's so focused on like what I need. And I think if you kind of dig underneath that, it's because you aren't satisfied with what you have and who you are. Um, you're like, think about even in a partnership with somebody, like I was reading an article about how to choose a good partner the other day. And like, they had these examples of all the, all, all the wrong types. And, and, and one example is just like, let's do updates on the day, but one person shares for 20 minutes and one person shares for two minutes. Right. So this idea of like a, a kind of a mismatched partnership, I think like working through that need to put yourself above all others. The only way you can get to that spot is if you are kind of 
like kind of a, a satisfaction where here's what I bring to the table and here's what I'm not very good at. And I've accepted that. I'm okay with that, with my like limits. And like, it, and I think it can easily spiral like the opposite. Like it's either I'm the greatest and everybody needs to like give me all this accolades and attention or I'm the worst. I'm so bad and I'm an idiot and I'm not good at anything. Right. Which is kind of like just through ego in reverse. Right. Like it's like a defense mechanism for, again, it's all, it's all about what you are. It's not reality either way. So I think I would say, I think that's been like the goal of maturing is that I can be in a spot where I, like here's where I'm strong and here's where I'm still growing. And here's something that I'm going to have to manage my whole life because this is not my great at this. And I'm going to have to say sorry for this for the rest of my life. As I keep recognizing my weaknesses in, in areas where I'm not, not great. Um, but I think you're right. Like you have to kind of navigate some of those internal waters in order to get to a place where you can play or lose and not like lose your temper <laughs> or recognize you're annoyed and not start insulting people. You know what I mean? Like, actually, I'm feeling tension and tired. That's what's going on. I'm going to take a break rather than, like, start blaming and yelling at people, right? That's, that's a common thing. Anyway, yeah. what do you think? Are you in that spot? Do you, don't you feel like that is an ongoing work? For sure, it's ongoing. Um, but I think I'm better right now than I have been in the past at recognizing oh, this, I don't actually don't enjoy this. Um, mm. Or instead of just doing things because they're supposed to be fun, I do feel mm. like it's important to say to my kids, I'm actually not going to play that right now. I'm going to lay on this blanket and read, finish reading this book um, because that's what will really bring me joy right now. And mm then they end up, you know, coming over and rolling around on the blanket and it ends up being fun. But I think we can lose ourselves sometimes in creating so much fun that yeah. we just um, don't have any. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's a, yeah. maybe that's just like my role in our family is, you know, I'm one of the ones that creates the fun and yep. in the end, it can feel pretty miserable to me. So I think yeah. I'm trying to be more aware of, and that's fine. I can do that. There's times when you do sacrifice, of course, for what your kids want to do. My kids find trampoline parks to be so fun and I do not. Yeah. And sometimes I will take them there and other times I won't. Um, yeah. But there is an element too of just that kind of personal care of like, I will create all the fun in the world for my kids and also... I will take time to do things that really fill me up with joy um, yeah. because that's important for my kids to see too. Yeah. But I feel like that's, that is some boundary work too, right? That you've, cause like it's easy in a partnership, like for it to be kind of lopsided, like one person doing everything they can to help the other person feel cared for or the other person feel like they're having fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is he in a good place or not? I'll, I'm gonna. What, I'll be the chameleon until he's. You know, not, dad's not grumpy. Um, that's certainly been <laughs> a dynamic. Um, so it can be in a partnership or in a in a family. So I think you kind of have to get to that place of security too, where you're like, this is where what's fun for me. Um, and this, I want to help facilitate fun for everybody, and also I'm gonna create opportunities for myself to be able to play with what brings me energy and life. 
um, which might not be around people too, right? You have to sometimes excuse yourself to have some space in order to re-energize. I think that's good. Then the thing that you're mentioning reminds me of a book I've been, I've been probably told you about it a hundred times, but it's come up for me so much and I'd recommend it to anybody who's interested in in the topic, but it's called 4,000 Weeks, um, which is a book about time and managing our time and how to think about time. And I'm like the person that's read every like productivity book and how do I maximize time? And it is a critique of that. Just to be clear, it is not another like time hacks. How do I maximize, get seven more minutes out of my Tuesday, you know, um, only book 45 minute meetings. You have time in between to do all this <laughs> stuff, right? All that. It's not that it's like philosophical and how to think about our life and how to think about our time. And one thing he highlights is the importance of hobby, the idea of time wasters. Like you need time wasters in order to like, essentially use your time well like if every single minute of your life is structured into ultimate productivity like you you won't have it doesn't lead to the life you think it's going to lead to which i think is kind of an entire like based on that but the part that um keeps standing out as you're sharing has to do with the big theme of the book i think is kind of like embracing that we're finite embracing that you will never fill your time with all the things you wish you could have filled your time with. Like as a parent, you will like you will never get to the end of parenting and be like, I nailed it on time management. I spent my time well. So like to embrace that I'm going to have that in advance and embracing that you can't fit everything in. Like so a lot of what I think I can think of why it resonated with me is like if I were super efficient. And if I just am really, really smart, which of course I am, because everybody, every human says they're pretty efficient and smart, which <laughs> of course is, is a form of delusion. But if I'm really efficient with my time, I can live the maximal life. I can maximize my life and I can look back and say it was a life well lived. And he's saying that is an error in thinking. The key is to, like the first key is to recognize you're not able to fill every moment properly. Um, that isn't a human like skill. And if you will embrace being more finite and not being perfect at how you maximize your time, you'll be more picky in what you choose to fill your time with. Mm-hmm. So essentially like what he's saying is like somebody that thinks they're super efficient with their time is going to let all these things creep in because of course I can manage it. I can manage it. I can fit it in. I can book it up. I can get it all in. Right. And by doing so, you'll let all these mediocre things fill up your time and you'll mm-hmm. live a life that included a lot of mediocre things as opposed to, to um like if you embrace i can't fit it all in you'll be choosier like you'll be choosier with your priorities which i thought was really interesting so he's like rather than saying i should fill my time with the i'm gonna go see the top 100 places to see on planet earth like if you do it that way you'll likely like see 40 of them and 30 of them you wish you wouldn't have gone to like just pick the top five like <laughs> let's start with the number one go see that one and then go to number two you know what i mean um, because if you think you're going to fit them all then you likely won't so anyway, as it, as it relates to summer, I was just thinking about like, okay, like I have, I'm, you know, pushing 40. Let's say I, I hit 80, life expectancy 90 in my family. That means I got like 40 summers left and I got like 30 of them that I can be really active and I'm probably going to be slowing down for the last 10. And so like, how do I, like, I can't do everything for every summer, but like, what do I want to look back on and say, I did this with my summers. I think about that with my kids, right? My daughter's 11. I have like seven summers left with tests at home 
And like, do I really think she's going to want to spend her 17 year old summer with me? Like I might have five awesome summers <laughs> with Tess left. And so I need to kind of be just choosier and not let everything kind of fill in because kind of thinking with the end in mind about how to maximize summer and the season. Anyway, that came up for me. Yeah. I think I want to look at Hopefully that's not depressing. <laughs> no. And I also think like I'm 43 and I still spend a lot of time in summer with my parents, you know, yeah. and that right. makes me feel really thankful and excited that maybe when I'm pushing 80, my kids will still want to spend summer with me. Yeah. Still yeah. look for beach class, you know, um, yeah. Cause sometimes I can panic if I'm like, I only have this many, like, right. I still love my parents and spend lots of time with them. So I that can kind of make me relax a little bit. Yeah. But I, well, one of my favorite quotes in the book, he says, why treat 4,000 weeks as a very small number? Because it's so tiny compared with infinity rather than treating it as a huge number because it's so many more weeks than if you'd never been born. Yeah. Right. So like, I love that. Like, Oh, I get, one, I have a daughter that I get in my family and I mm -hmm. got 18 summers at home with her. Like what a miracle I get five left, right? Like yeah. I'm going to go. And by the way, she's going to still be in our family, even if she's 18. <laughs> so there's a chance I still get another, right? So, but like having a more of an abundance, right? Yeah. An abundance mentality with it and being grateful that you get these seasons. Yeah. I think the last thing that I kind of wanted to hit was just the idea of talking through summer solstice. Yeah. It's coming up. Right. And um, there's so many things to kind of think through when it comes to the solstice, the longest day, the most daylight of the year, the closest we are to the sun. Um, I don't know. I just think if there's a ritual, there's lots of rituals, I think, that can be associated with summer. Um, but for me, I just really like, I think honoring that day, like, I don't know, maybe this year, I think I'm going to try to wake up for sunrise so I can be awake yeah. for the longest day of the year and to be so thankful for like our place in this earth and um, what it means. I think there's so much of it that is like a, like a victory of we made it through a long hard winter and a toiling spring and yeah. we made it and yet also every day after that is shorter and the nighttime gets longer and it's this reminder that nothing lasts forever yeah and i think that's what yeah. summer feels like because even like you when you love summer I mean, as soon as it starts, I'm already like, oh my gosh, there's not very I'm much sorry. left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. So it's going to be over soon. There's something like, I don't feel that way about winter. Yeah. I don't feel that like, oh no, winter's ending. I don't feel that way about anything else but summer. Yeah. Um, And I, while it like pains me sometimes, and it is kind of hard to think through, it does teach you just this baseline gratitude for the moment that you're in because nothing lasts forever. Summer mm -hmm. doesn't last. The light doesn't last. Um, yeah. So be thankful for when it's here and enjoy it while you can. Yeah. And I think what we were talking about earlier of metaphorical summer, 
any season of your life where you're feeling like that abundance and beauty and bounty and victory and um, all of those kind of the freedom. Yeah. Um, to try yeah. to be so present be in that. Yeah. Try Enjoy to be it. so present in it. Don't be ashamed of it. Just enjoy bounty because we all know that nothing lasts forever and i think for me that's what i will be focusing on this summer i can't help it i just feel i i hold simultaneously the incredible joy of summer and the dwindling of it at the same time i'm always aware of both um and andy sometimes gives me (laughs) trouble about that because yeah um it seems like maybe I'm never fully happy because I'm always like, I always have the counter. The flip side of the coin is easier for me yeah. to see. Um, but it teaches me gratitude. Yeah. I think that's such a great note to go off on. I think summer naturally helps us a bit live in the present. Um, but I think what's funny, you remind, it reminded me of vacation, right? We even call it summer vacation. At least that's how it feels for a kid why I liked it so much right as I'm I don't have the schedule I'm on I'm on a vacation from all the things and if you think about what like whatever your eight day vacation was like the, the day two I'm like how many days left yeah how many days till it's, it's over like right it's like, mm-hmm. yeah and it, it feels like you're kind of I know I can do the same thing but you're worrying in it like you're thinking ahead in advance in hopes that you can like make it last longer mm-hmm. right but like so that's that's I think the mental that's the game we're telling ourselves is if I if I know I have six days left on this seven day vacation, yeah. I can make those six days feel longer. And what's interesting is like, ultimately you're not in the present moment there. You're wasting this moment to yes. try to capture future moments. Yes. Um, and I think Teaching summer's- yourself a, to capitalize. Yeah. I think summer's a helpful season to let us like kind of practice living in the present and not like free living outfall <laughs> the grief of, of what's ahead, you know? <laughs> agree for sure that's a beautiful note to wrap on yeah so i'm gonna try to get up on the solstice look it up. the 21st 505 sunrise 505 505 a.m maybe it's 833 sunset 853 sunset yeah i was gonna say no it has to be nine yeah. past nine yeah. um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get up and i'm gonna be gonna let my kids stay up till some official sunset and awesome. be present on the longest yeah. day of the year. <laughs> 9-11 sunset in Seattle. So you got all the way from 5.05 to 9-11. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, <laughs> do it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy your summer, Peter. Yeah, same to you. Everybody listening, it's a time to rejoice. Victory, yeah. the light has won. <laughs> the light has won. Live in the present. And uh, hopefully take some of those rituals that are easy to live out in the summer and for the other seasons as well (laughs) thanks for talking cool thank you for joining us to make a donation head to eastlakecc.com slash donate